0: The villain was right the podcast where we look at movies and tv shows from the villain's perspective and dare to ask were they really all that bad i'm your host craig Faye,
1: and i'm your host rebecca reeds
0: and this week on the podcast we are in 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 honor of the release the final release of uh, godzilla versus kong or kong versus godzilla uh we're doing kong skull island everybody kong skull island
1: so good. This is a yeah, movie I was a... looking forward to where I was like, I'm actually down for a rewatch of this. Cause I remember the first time I watched it, I was like this, I love this. This is what I it's want in a... a blockbuster. I was like, it still has blockbuster qualities where you're like, okay, we're not, we're not going too deep. We're not getting too dramatic, but it's still good. All the, all of the characters have qualities to them. You like to watch the story unfolds in a very nice manner. I enjoy it.
0: Yeah. The special effects were cool. Like there's a lot of really cool shots in it. Uh, a lot of fun humor, like uh, John C. Riley's in it, He's uh, so which I good. really enjoy. He's so good in this. Uh, love him. Uh, yeah. I don't know. It's just a, it's a fun movie. Um, I kind of described it here as the casting is uh, a Marvel movie uh, meets parks and recreation. Not Parks and Recreation, sorry, The Good Place. Uh,
1: oh, yeah. you, okay, I can see that, yeah.
0: Yeah, because you've got Sean and Pillboy from uh, 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 from uh, uh, The Good Place. And then you've got Tom Hiddleston, who's Loki. You've got Samuel L. Jackson, who's Nick Fury. You've got Brie Larson, who's Captain Marvel. John C. Riley is uh, a Nova Corpse guy. He was in uh, Guardians, Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah. I don't know if you remember that. Yeah, oh, yeah. But it was just like, it's. <laughs> It's so bizarre just to see them all together in a movie that has nothing to do with that.
1: Yeah, I kept putting down Captain, like I I would put down like CM for Captain Marvel. And like (laughs) (laughs) my code was all very weird when I was writing notes for this movie because I was like, I just feel like you are this person. Although I will say my notes changed as the movie went on. I stopped it was almost like the, as I for as they were first getting introduced I could only think about them in that manner and then it was good enough that I was like oh you changed into this this present character for me
0: right and then of course we also have John Goodman the classic I can't believe he hasn't won an Oscar yet I love that guy I love John Goodman
1: John Goodman is a great actor and he is the one that I want to support the most in this nice. villain was right uh rehash of this movie because I get him. He's somebody that I understand. I'm like, okay, I get why you you have this absolute drive. You are the only one that survived this shipwreck that you know was caused by a monster. Nobody believes you. And you spend 30 years trying to find it again. Yeah, I think I could get behind that. Yeah,
0: fair enough. So I guess, like, I don't know, how would you, What what's the plot of the movie for those people who haven't seen it?
1: Well, essentially, that's kind of where I feel like that's kind of where we start is with this guy, um, right? This this concept of we have to find this island. It 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 has only presented itself now. This island is perpetually uh, surrounded by storms and these sorts of things where you can't see it, you can't get through. There's this rare opening of we can see it. We got to go. Russia's gonna find. Russia's gonna be there in three days, which is the thing that gets america going faster than anything else apparently which i i love because i'm like oh i buy into that that's a that's a quick drop we're on our way and then basically we get our team together that is mostly like military scientists we they go they start immediately bombing um immediately bombing yeah. blaring music as you would in a beautiful serene place um <laughs> They then discover that there's, uh, we discover Kong. Kong starts fucking shit up. Of course he would. You are bombing us. Um, And then we discover that there are more giant monsters. There are, everything here is kind of like a gateway to an older world, essentially, of these caverns. And we have Samuel L. Jackson, love him, so good. Most of his men die, and he is in pursuit of Kong. We got to bring yeah. this thing down. He's killed all my men. We got to bring him down. And it ends up basically in a large monster, f- lizard-ish. What would you call Are those lizard? What are they? Yeah, lizard-ish. yeah,
0: I think uh, lizard-ish. There's that great line. It's like, what do you call them? I call them skull crawlers. <laughs> really? Why, why is that? I, I don't know. I've never said it out loud before. I thought I'd say cool. That was stupid. It's like, we can call it that. We can call it <laughs> <Yeah, them> that. Yeah, <laughs>
1: we can do that. So these skull crawlers. Um.
0: Yeah, lizards. Yeah.
1: yeah. Kong, Kong, devastates the, uh, the mother, the main one, the big one and our, the, what is left of our heroes escape essentially. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. yeah, no, I think that, that sums it up pretty well, but like, this is, this is the interesting part. I kind of pegged the villain of the movie as being Kong himself. Like,
1: I don't think that's how this movie presents him
0: yeah i I don't think so either, but like I'm just coming at it from the approach of it's a monster movie and he's the monster you know like oh, I,
1: I think if you want to make any monster the villain it's the skull crawlers for sure. <laughs> that's
0: true too. And yeah because it defend turns those it,
1: things if you want all day okay. <laughs> <laughs> Well, because if it I just looked turns like out that, that he- I'd be pissed too. Okay. <laughs> just straight up. If I woke up in the morning. Okay. First of all, you woke me up. I didn't even want to be up. Okay. Do you not know gr- I'm not a morning person. Okay. I, I am not a morning person. You just woke me up with fire and bombs and, and some music that I don't recognize. And I don't care for because you are a loud neighbor. Okay. You show, you move in, you start blaring your music, trying to take a nap. You wake me up. I look in the mirror. I look like this. I'm even more pissed. Oh, my God. <laughs> what a horrifying start to the day. And then I crawl out, and yeah, I'm going to start thrashing some stuff. Absolutely. I'm on board with the monsters right away.
0: <laughs> there's, there's this big fucking gorilla that stops me from eating the things I want to eat. Like,
1: <laughs> Yeah. Let me but chow like- down. I hibernate most of the time.
0: I guess, so I guess like, yeah, they are the ultimate villain. I don't, I don't know. I just feel for some reason, I just feel that like in a King Kong movie, King Kong is the force that needs to be stopped. You know what I mean? Like he's the,
1: I I would agree with you in every other movie, but this one. Okay. (laughs) Although I haven't watched all of them, so maybe not. But (laughs) to say, I think this one very much presents as yes, Kong could have been the villain For the front, like half hour of this movie. But as it goes on, you see that that narrative is flipped on its head pretty quickly. And then we start seeing that um, Samuel L. Jackson's the villain, Goodman's the villain, these other monsters are the villain, but I don't think Kong's the villain.
0: The real villain was man.
1: (laughs) Oh, for sure. (laughs) My lord. Okay, so yeah, let's just start in with the wake up. Like this 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 uh, this entrance is so aggressive. We take no time to survey quietly, which I would think is would be a military thing. well, maybe not, I guess. <laughs> Bomb first ask questions later. Maybe that's more of the speed of these people. but I was like, I'd take a look around. <laughs>
0: It seems like the least thing you could do, right? Because like they just show up and they literally land one, one group of scientists on the ground to like set up their seismometers or whatever. And they don't realize that there are natives on this island. They don't realize that there are like, uh, you know, large fauna, like, like there's spiders and like all kinds of weird shit. They don't even like look around really. They just start dropping bombs, which is like the dumbest thing.
1: Oh, the dumbest thing to do. It, like, <laughs> it to me feels like these people have shown up to a party, kicked in the door, okay, changed the music, and then- What's up, fuckers? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then just just took a dump. Like, just took a dump and the, just stunk up the oh, whole Oh, they're top place. tanking
0: it for sure, yeah. Uh, no, it's so rude. And like, here's the thing that gets to me, is there is some scientific justification to setting off certain size explosives in order to get a seismic reading and figure out what's happening below the earth. There is that. But, like, you do it from the ground? You know, like, like, it depends pretty heavily on uh, knowing where they go off and, like, timing between all those sorts of things. So, like, you can't just throw it by hand out of a helicopter and be like, we're getting some real good data on this.
1: It's like... I knew you would know more about this than I did. I was like, I can't wait for Craig to explain some of this to me. Cause I was like, it doesn't seem right, but I'm also not sure.
0: Well, yeah. So the basic principle and how it works would be that, um, an explosion is nothing but like a really loud noise. Right. That's it. Um, and the speed of sound is different through different materials. So as this, the sound waves go through the earth, you can tell what it's made out of. And you can tell if there's like gaps in it and like, you know, if there's oil, if there's, uh, you know, minerals, if it's like water underneath it, you can tell all that stuff. You can't tell it right away like they did in the movie. Uh, Really not in the 1970s. You need like a really powerful supercomputer to crunch all this stuff. And you can't do it if you're just throwing bombs at the side of a helicopter. Like you'd need to know the exact location. You'd need to know the exact like charge of it like it's it's literally the dumbest way to explore an island i can possibly think of
1: okay because that's how i clocked it but i was like (laughs) what do i know (laughs) i just i yeah what an entrance so then so we've got kong taking these things down and if you do think kong is the villain absolutely justified to take these things down okay these people have not taken one second okay but to well,
0: someone says later on, it's like, you don't come into someone's house, drop bombs, unless you're uh, trying to start a fight.
1: Absolutely. Okay, and to be fair for um, like uh, Goodman's character, I get why he, because he kind of gives a little bit of a speech at one moment about how he's like, we have to find these things first. Like, we have to show up here. We got to get rid of these things. And it's like, I understand that perspective much more from him just because he's been thinking about this for 30 years and it killed everyone he knew at one moment.
0: <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I My problem with John Goodman's character in this is like, I I get what you're saying, but there's also inherent in his thinking of that like nature needs to be conquered, which is a problem, right? Like his, his thing is like, we need to destroy these things. Not we need to understand them, right? We need to understand why a monster would attack a ship because we got in on its territory. You know what I mean? Like, like hippopotamuses are really violent creatures, right? But you don't, you're not like, let's wipe out hippopotamuses, <laughs> because they may take over from man at one point, you know, you're like, well, let's understand why hippopotamuses attack and avoid them if we can.
1: Oh, you for know? sure. Oh yes. But my point is more that I understand it. Not that it's right. right. Okay. Not that it's correct, but that I get that motivation of it's, this thing could be a ticking time bomb. I think this, this area I have, I have paid for other scientists to do work on this. This is how convinced I am that this is a problem. I have personally been working on this for 30 years, even though the government and everyone I know is constantly laughing in my face and openly mocking me Um, and only accepted this mission after my partner talked to them. (laughs) Because I am also apparently very bad at convincing people of things. So I understand. Yeah, I mean, if you want to talk about a morally correct movie, they just leave it. <laughs> they go, "Oh yeah, just, they they probably have things worked out over there. Let's just leave that."
0: Yeah, there's there's maybe a balance to this ecosystem that we didn't really think of as we walked in and bombed the place. Like,
1: <laughs> oh yeah. Also, just as a side like, note,
0: what I is remember. the giant gorilla eating? Is there a giant squid and giant lizards that he's hunting all the time that are maybe kept in check by a giant gorilla? I don't know.
1: Oh yeah, probably. <laughs> I don't. Oh, these guys just showing up and bombing the shit out of the place. I think that's the moment where I'm like, that's wrong. But I, I get why um, Samuel L. Jackson's kind of like, we gotta, we gotta keep going. This person has, this, this, this creature has killed so many of my men. It's a threat.
0: See, but I think he, I, I, yeah, I don't know. I, th- I, I have a hard time defending Samuel L. Jackson in this because at a certain point he's like, okay, we got ambushed and our helicopters got taken down by this gorilla, which I'm going to put on John Goodman's character, right? Like he should have let them know
1: Oh, yeah, I think we've gone over uh, this rule a few times on this podcast, which is if you're going into danger with a team, the entire team must know all of the danger. Otherwise, you're setting yourself up for failure.
0: Right. But then there is a certain point where Samuel Jackson quite clearly turns and he, like and as the other characters say, he, he goes nuts. Mm-hmm. Right. And like stops listening and he stops caring about um, his men. Right. He gets so many of them killed trying to track down Kong Uh and by ignoring the advice of like John C. Riley, who's been there for 28 years. Right. He's like, this is not a place you go. This is a dangerous place. And he's like, we're going there to kill Kong. You're like, listen to the man who knows what he's talking about, for Christ's sake. And he gets like literally every member of his team killed almost. Oh, yeah. And yeah. yeah, yeah. Yeah, and it's just, like, this this mad pursuit of revenge. I don't think he's right at all in this movie.
1: Ha! <laughs> well, fair <laughs> enough. I just think, okay, here's why I think he has kind of a pocket, a, a, a gray area pocket, is because I truly believe that this man is a product of his environment, and I don't believe that's an environment that you... St- you kind of start that way. In. I think this guy has been put through war already. Yeah. Is psychologically damaged by it severely. Okay. Is then sent and pushed to another area. Yeah. Of course he's going to act this way. He's not the man for the job. Who's talking to this person. Okay. Also, I know like the, I, The dynamics of the military, I'm sure you can't like question you're not supposed to or you shouldn't or I I, I don't know what the exact rules are, but you you shouldn't question the person above you. But at what moment do you go, Okay, this guy needs our help. Somebody hold his hand. Someone hug this man. Someone hug this person. He, I, I agree with you. He makes huge mistakes all the time. Okay. Like he's, it's mistake after mistake after mistake. It's a, it's obsession. It's, there's an obsession to it. Okay. Mm-hmm. And he doesn't listen to very good advice, but to say he doesn't listen to good advice from somebody that's a stranger to him. He's still True. convinced somebody's out there. He doesn't want to leave that soldier.
0: Yeah, and I think that's the turning point, right? Is like when they find out that that guy is dead and he still goes after... Um,
1: oh, yeah, that's where you live. That's where, you that's when, that's where you, you're yeah. like, all right, okay. So you, yeah, yeah you're you You're you're bad man. Man
0: obsessed. You're a man obsessed. You are a man um, obsessed. But, but also like his... The, the thing for him was his mission was never or should not ever have been to kill King Kong it's not like he was sent to the island to accomplish this goal and he's going to accomplish his mission. Mm -hmm. His mission was to get these people, these researchers in and out. And as soon as that goes south, for whatever reason, malaria, um, you know, somebody trips and falls on a rock and breaks their leg, his mission should have been to try and get these people to the extraction point. You know? Oh, yeah. Like, (laughs) he he actually (laughs) abandons his mission very early on.
1: He does. He does. Yeah. But to say uh, I think some of my life goals would also change upon seeing any of that. <laughs> I think I think I would start reassessing, maybe I'd start moving some things around. Like, yeah, I don't think he's 100% I well, I I don't think he's correct most of the time, but I get it. Like, I'm like, I understand what, what this motivation is, this obsession, whatever. I don't know. <laughs> I've lost my yeah. argument for this man. I guess. But
0: here's the thing. Like I came into this being like ready to defend Kong and it does come right up against the premise of the podcast where you're right. The movie doesn't think he is no! the bad guy. Kong's
1: like, the, <laughs> like they literally have an entire tribe of people that are like Kong is our savior. Like Kong saves us. And that's not established. Like really that's like, I would say halfway through the movie, maybe. Like, you learn that early on enough to go, okay, like, we know, we know this thing has, like, as soon as a creature has some sort of, like, moral agenda or lines or a checklist or anything like that, it does become a character, right?
0: Yeah, absolutely. He's not, like, any one of those lizards could be replaced with another one of those lizards. And you'd be like, I don't care. I think you just attack things, Mr. Lizard Man. But King Kong, you're like... And I will defend yeah, your right to
1: attack. <laughs>
0: right. <laughs> I do not agree with your attacking me, but I will defend to the death your right to do so. <laughs> yes.
1: Yes. <laughs> But, uh, we
0: will now hear from Ka- Councilman Kong. Uh,
1: <laughs> but yeah, but I think Kong is very much like one of the heroes of the story. And I would argue one of the main heroes. Like, I think he's top three. <laughs> yeah. On a yeah, pretty yeah, yeah. extensive cast of people. <laughs> I would say he's top three heroes. And I, I think the movie views him as such. And does, I yeah. think our, our villains are kind of like our soldiers uh goodman to some degree the scientists um i will tell you one thing (laughs) there is something about this movie that freaks me out it's um that scene where the scientist gets swooped up and immediately like murdered
0: oh and like torn apart by the birds or just absolutely
1: screaming for his life torn apart and for some reason, the rest of the movie is not characters just constantly looking at the sky, because that's my <laughs> move after that. I am never not looking everywhere at all times, because every scene after that, when they're on the boat, I'm like, these people seem too chill. They're like, well, <laughs> Kong got the big one, so we're fine. I'm like, we're not fine till we get out of the eye of this storm. Like, until we get out of here. We are not fine. Anything can happen at any moment. A spider had punctured a man through his throat. Okay. Yes. After seeing any of that, my <laughs> head does not stop moving. I'm leaving that island with a very sore neck. There's no, like, I, I'm going to need a brace or something after that because my, just swiveling, swiveling You're the looking entire around. time. Fuck that. One scene. Oh, that spider,
0: that spider was the big nope for me. Ah, I was like, okay, nope. Yeah. <laughs> nope. Nope. Spider with legs like bamboo that like stabs you with them. No thank you. No thank you. Uh that does bring me to one thing though, where it's just, it's just like this movie has like super ineffectual guns, you know? Like
1: mm-hmm. Yep.
0: <laughs> <laughs> like they're walking around with assault rifles and they're just unloading on these animals. And I'm sorry, but if you've got a spider the size of a house, a, a gun's going to probably do some damage to it, you know? Like, especially a military weapon. Like, I'm not saying you're going out there with, like, a handgun and, like, you're dropping like a, you're dropping King Kong or whatever, but there, there is, there's, there's another point right at the end, and this bothered me so much, which is, it's the big one, right? This mm-hmm. big lizard. Yeah. Mama and, lizard. Uh, Yeah, and it's charging the boat and John C. Riley's sitting there with a literal airplane machine gun. Yes. Like, it's an anti-aircraft gun, like 50 millimeter rounds, just hammering at this giant lizard thing. And it's not bothering this lizard thing at all, right? And you're like, wow, you're big. And then Brie Larson takes a flare gun (laughs) and shoots it into the side of its head and does some damage. Like, that slows this guy down. And I was like... That's so horseshit. Do I want to get shot in the head with a flare gun? Absolutely not, Rebecca. I do not want that. I also don't want to get shot by an airplane cannon. But, like, <laughs> the flare gun packs so much less punch than a machine gun.
1: I, I, what I couldn't wrap my head around is why they kept doing it. I'm like, <laughs> we learned this, we know this doesn't work. We need to get a new strategy brewing here, team, because you've been shooting things this entire time. And the only thing you really kind of got was that spider. Everything else has just been kind of secondary and by something else. I think I'm pretty sure I'm not. Yeah. Well, the
0: spider, only the tables really turned around once they like started hacking at its legs with knives like this, this this is such a weird world where like the guns don't work, but like a giant ape punching it does like, <laughs> like, you know, and I uh, don't get me wrong. I understand like, as you get big to King Kong size, like the skull gets pretty thick and you probably won't be able to, to penetrate it. But like the things that do affect him are crazy. Uh, the lizards <laughs> in particular. Yeah.
1: Yes. And I also found upon the reveal of the lizards, I was just like, They do look creepy, but there's something. I don't know. For me, they were just a little off. I was like, I needed, I don't know. There was something about it where I was like, I think maybe because the head looks so different from the rest of it or something.
0: And they only had two arms and like a tail that was weird. I don't know.
1: Yeah. Like, I don't know. I I, could have gone for something a little different, although I do think they did do a good job of making it like definitely creepy enough. Um, I will, oh my God. I don't know why everything. Everything with weird legs freaks me out. Like those robots. You know those robots with the they, they kind of look what? like dogs? And they're
0: Oh, the Boston Dynamic <gasps> ones or whatever? Yeah, yeah. yeah.
1: <laughs> did you <laughs> Did you see chilling. the dancing video? Pardon me?
0: Did you see the one where they're dancing?
1: No, Craig, I do not seek these things out ever. <laughs> Never, ever, ever. I I I stumble upon them over the internet. And I get upset every time I see one of them because I swear to God, I don't care what the situation is. I don't care if it's a freaking parade. Okay, if I see one of those things in the streets, I will be running the opposite way no matter what. I don't care if they have this thing dressed in a party hat. Okay, I'm out of here. I don't They freak me out. (laughs) I don't like them. They have a strange way of moving. Well,
0: the strange way of moving is very lifelike. That's why it's Ah. so so disturbing. It's the uncanny valley where you're like, that's not a dog or a a living thing. So I think Uh, they kind
1: of captured like a little bit of that to it. You know what I mean? Where I'm like, these things move in a way that I do not like. (laughs) And I wouldn't want them in my house for sure.
0: No, but I will say like you bringing them up as being the actual ultimate villains of the movie, which they are and somehow I didn't peg, I mean, those things have as much right to exist on this island as anything else.
1: Oh, yeah, they're a part of this life cycle. Like, they're, they're, yeah. they're a part of this this system. I can't see why that would be wrong. Plus, they wouldn't even be up. Again, I would just like to say, they wouldn't even be awake. You woke them up. Kong didn't wake them up. Nobody woke them up but you.
0: Yeah. You showed up. You were in there fucking shit up.
1: Yes! From the get. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> But I will say once more, I do think Goodman's character, I'm like, I I understand the obsession. Like, I understand why you need to charge in here. This was like a traumatic event you've been laughed at for 30 years. People told you they didn't exist. Of course, you're going to push yourself too far.
0: Do you think you would do that? Like... Like, let's say it's like the exact same situation. Monsters exist. Okay. Monsters ate your whole family. Mm. At what point? I don't know. I think it takes a very particular type of person to become obsessed with it rather than just be like, well, I hope I never see a monster ever again. You know?
1: That's fair. Well, <laughs> I don't know.
0: Like, what, what would your move be? Like, would you be the obsessed type?
1: I don't. Okay. I think I would absolutely continue to seek them out. I don't think I would have this this idea of like, okay, we have to seek them out to like destroy them or you know, drop bombs immediately, like that wouldn't be my my go-to move, but like I would definitely okay, I would right, right, I'll say I'll say this, okay? At minimum, there would be a closet that you would open up in my house with like one of those maps with strings and like, <laughs> and like there's just like videotapes and audio and shit. Like, I would probably have a room tucked away in my place <laughs> specifically for that. I might not go seek it out myself but there would at least be a blog, let's say. Fair
0: enough. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, yeah, that's more your speech. I would be yeah,
1: pursuing yeah. in my own manner, but also I am not a woman of science either. What do you think your go-to would be? You'd just drop it? You'd be like, well, that I was think- a thing. <laughs> Guess I'll be hitting the old dusty trail now.
0: Yeah, I'm not sure Like, I would go seek it out. Like, There is part of me that wishes I was an adventurer and like could go to strange new lands, but you know, there, there's this very beautiful scene where they're flying over this island and I'm like, that looks gorgeous. Oh my God. To be able to see that in real life, so cool. And then like, as soon as they hit the ground, I'm like, oh right, there'd be like mosquitoes. Fuck that shit, you know? <laughs> yeah. Like not even big mosquitoes or whatever. I Yeah, so I think I would give up. Like, I think <laughs> I would give up. I think I would give up right from that they encountered the storm.
1: Oh, you know? okay. So yeah, that's something that I wanted to talk about because I was like, would you push through it? Because I was thinking, I was like, would would I push try and push through that storm? And well, so I think my answer is yes. Okay. Because I think, firstly, you're dealing with a lot of people that the storm is not the most dangerous thing most of these people have experienced. Sure. I think I think you can make that argument. Yeah,
0: absolutely. Um
1: yeah. So you have a team of people that are used to some bumps, okay, used to, like, we're going to pursue something potentially dangerous, but this could, this could be, you know, you could still kind of put yourself in that mindset of, like, this is for mankind, like, let's, let's go through or whatever. And I think, yeah, I think I would want to push, especially, again, 30-year pursuit. If I'm on a 30-year pursuit, you bet.
0: Yeah, that seems stupid to turn back then. I will say this, though. They know that the island is surrounded by a perpetual storm. So it's not like they're going here and that's a surprise, you know, inclement weather sort of thing. Call it off. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm no aviation expert,
1: <laughs> but it does
0: occur to me that there are probably better ways to fly uh, through a storm than helicopters in close formation.
1: (laughs) Yeah. You know what I mean? I think that's a good point.
0: If the wind's going to buckle you around and buffet you around a little bit, one, I think a fixed wing aircraft might be better. Then you can't land. Of course that's trouble. But like close quarters is definitely not the right way to do it. Right. Stay in radio contact, spread out, because like, it seemed to me that the wind could push one of those helicopters a certain way and they'd all smash into each other and die. I don't know. If you're, if well, you're yeah, a helicopter pilot out there, that let us almost know. Almost immediately
1: yeah. afterwards, it's like, oh, well, you shouldn't be flying too close together because I can hit you with each other. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> I've got a pretty good arm. I don't know if you've noticed. I'm freaking ripped.
0: <laughs> yeah, not only that, but he's fucking good. Like, he hit a moving target with a tree.
1: You know how hard that would
0: be? yeah like th- probably th- think nice. about that think about picking a stick up off the ground and trying to hit like a sparrow like that's about the same size right like comparison like and you're t- you're just gonna throw a stick at a sparrow and kill it yeah that's, no pretty, that's pretty
1: impressive i think i yeah. would probably back up immediately after that <laughs> yeah i'll like, like, oh, <laughs> see you later that's it for me <laughs> i've seen enough i've lived a full life let's go <laughs>
0: <laughs> I don't want to be a
1: part of this anymore. Yeah, no, I would, I would nope out very quickly.
0: Yeah, that was one of the coolest shots though in the whole movie, uh, and I think it was even in the trailers for it. That like the helicopters like rising up, and it's just Kong up against the sunset or whatever. Oh yes, that was that was like oh that looks so cool. Like shit's about to go down.
1: You know what I don't understand? I, I feel like there's always really like a vibe anytime they were doing there's a king kong movie it's like uh there's always a vibe between him and a lady
0: yeah you know that I goes mean? right back yeah that goes right back to the uh, the original yeah
1: and i was saying i was like is this is this what what inspired b movie just like a relationship that can never be a tension that is unexplained
0: well, and again, so I haven't seen the original 1933 one. I have seen the 2005 remake, which I've heard like plot-wise anyway is somewhat similar. And I think the idea is like, oh, look at this savage beast, you know, so wild and whatever. And then it's like, oh, it's sympathetic because it likes pretty ladies like we do. Like, it, <laughs> yeah, you know, like I can't help but feel like there's some sort of misogyny in there for sure Mm. or like you know probably even more problematic things where they're like monkeys want and like human women that's a that's why women shouldn't go into the the jungle by themselves at night you know like it's (laughs) 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 it feels like it's all caught up in that but like let's put it this way i think this movie does the subtlety of it a lot better where they're like he is also caring about people? Yeah. And he is caring to the natives?
1: Although I will say the final look they give, right? Cuz there's this moment at the end where every all of the all of the commotion has stopped, everybody that needs to be defeated is defeated. And there's this like long look where you know I, like the team is looking at him, he's looking at them. And I'm just like, I think they kind of nailed that because In my opinion, he was not looking at them like, you know, like, thanks, team. He was giving them a fuck you guys for showing up look. That's how I wrote that down. It seemed like he was just like, get the fuck out of here.
0: Here's your coat.
1: Here's your coat. Go. Yes, 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 yes. Here's your coat, okay? I've made several hints, okay, about how early I had to work in the morning. If there's any way you could exit, that would be incredible. You guys (laughs) really fucked my shit up.
0: Oh, God. This just takes me back to high school where, like, I was frequently the one who, like, drove, right? And, like, we'd be, uh, you know, hanging out in a friend's basement, like, watching movies, drinking pop and eating popcorn. Like, nothing too crazy or whatever. Yeah. And, like, I would always, like... (laughs) Go to move to be like, oh, right. Well, you know, probably about time we get going. And I would like stand up expecting other people to sort of get the hint and follow. And nobody ever did. Like, no, like, (laughs) I don't know if you've had this experience in your life, Rebecca, but just that nobody will follow you no matter what like like they have all decided that you are not the leader of this group and any motion that you make towards leaving or going is not reciprocated by anybody else have you ever had that whereas like but then somebody else in the group will get up and start to leave and everyone follows them it is a very real thing that happens
1: oh for sure i'm sure it's happened to everybody (laughs) at least once right yeah oh my god yeah that's a Oh. <laughs> oh. oh man, that's uh, <laughs> tough stuff, tough stuff, you know? <laughs> I, You know what, I, I think there's a couple characters here where I'm like, I just like, I just could listen to you say things for hours. I, right. I think like Samuel L. Jackson just looking and saying that is one ugly ass bird. I'm like, I could just listen to, like, an audio tape of him just saying things are ugly-ass. You know what I mean? Like, that's an ugly-ass desk.
0: I think a lot of his career is based on that premise. Oh, I love it. I could just listen to that. (laughs) And
1: I think when, uh, oh, uh, C. Riley's like, um you think it's a bird, but it's a fucking ant Like sounds like a bird, but it's a fucking ant. Like he's just losing it. I was fucking dying laughing. Cause I think they wrote him so well as a man. That's that is from, you know, from the, from the rest of the world, like definitely got dropped here. Yeah. It's not from this place, but has been here much too long. <laughs> just, yes. Just that perfect, perfect combination of like just weird enough, where you're like clearly you haven't been talking to a lot of people. It,
0: it, yeah, and I just love the line of oh, like, well, they don't they don't talk much like the natives. It's like you just kind of learn it, whatever. So like he has been talking to himself since his friend died or whatever. Uh, yeah, it's it's great. Uh, God, I think he must have improvised a lot of lines, um, just
1: maybe because there
0: were odd ones that were that like didn't seem to fit in certain places but are so funny and quirky that they they do work like
1: skull crawlers <laughs> uh, well
0: <laughs> yeah oh god I don't think there's anybody who could do that take as well as he does I call him skull crawlers why do you call them that I don't know it sounds scary I haven't said it out loud before it's like and they're just like no we can call him that he's like I'm sorry it sounds stupid like uh, <laughs> So good, and uh, I love his discussion too. Of um, they're talking baseball. He's like, "Well, it's like, have the Cubs won the World Series yet?" And he's like, "No." It's like, "Well, where are you from?" It's like Detroit. Oh, the Tigers are gonna win it. It's like, "Well, who do you think would win in a fight, a tiger or a cub?" And he's like, "A tiger, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> a cub is a baby bear." He's like, "What is this guy even talking about?" <laughs> yeah, like it's he immediately,
1: in this man doesn't make any sense. <laughs>
0: Why (laughs) completely lost track that he was talking about baseball two minutes ago. Like it's.
1: (laughs) Oh yeah. I also want to say, I don't think now I understand like if you're a journalist, your inclination would be of course, like I have to document as much as I can. I promise you it would take me 10 minutes to put that camera down. It's dead to me. (laughs) It doesn't matter anymore. I don't give a shit. I want to live.
0: Well, and I mean, they do say that she has a war photographer, so she has been in dangerous situations and having to, um, document them before. I, I will say that personally, I agree with you, Rebecca. There's a reason that we do a, a, a villain podcast and aren't war
1: photographers. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. Definitely. Yeah.
0: Well, that's a big problem in like found footage movies, right? Like um, found footage, mostly horror movies, where there's this big problem of you need to justify why people wouldn't just drop the camera once things start going south.
1: Oh, yes, because I never understand. <laughs> <laughs> I can't. I would be terrible at that. I have to comment on everything. I must speak. I must be a part of, I don't think I could ever stand behind a camera. And especially if there was danger, I don't think I could stand behind a camera. If they were handing out pieces of cake, I'm like, yeah, I want cake though. <laughs> I'm a part of this now. <laughs> <laughs> like I, <laughs> <Sorry>. I just...
0: <laughs> Rebecca is hired to cover someone's <laughs> birthday party. <laughs> 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 The camera's just set down on some surface, and then you just see Rebecca eating cake in front of it, looks dead down the barrel of it, and goes, I'm part of this. <laughs>
1: <Happy> <laughs> I'm sorry, part the I'm thing. part of this thing. Yes. <laughs> yeah, definitely. <laughs> I swear to uh, God, I, I yeah, I, I'm not going to lie to you, I've had... A couple of nights where I've hung out with a full group of strangers. <laughs> it happens.
0: Some sometimes it works out, and oh, sometimes yeah, and it,
1: sometimes it does not. <laughs> yeah, I've had I've had both. I've had both. I've definitely had nights where I'm like, it's like this thing where the second I start drinking, I think I'm so fucking whimsical. I'm like, I'm going wherever the wind's blowing. Like I'm a free spirit, and sometimes. <laughs> That just blows you right into a trash can. And you just didn't know it. And yeah, you got to watch. You got to make good active decisions, okay? Don't just let yourself blow in the wind because it doesn't always work out.
0: Well, and I I would say that the exact opposite of that is when you are trying to hang out with people that you sort of know. Like you're like, wow, there's like two people in this group that like I'm sort of acquaintances with And you're like, I'm sure this night will take us somewhere fun. And then, like, it doesn't because you don't know these people well enough. And you feel like you're, like, this awkward tag on. Has that ever happened to you?
1: Where you're like, I'm sure
0: we'll meet more people that we know as the night goes on. And then it doesn't. And you're just, like, stuck having the same awkward conversations over and
1: over. One time I had, it was one of my friend's birthdays. And she was like, come downtown. Like, I'm going to go out dancing. Like, come meet me. Meet me here at this time. Like, um, and one of our like kind of like mutual friends was gonna be there as well. But I would really only know her and this one other girl. But I'm like, okay, like you're you're gonna be there at this time. I'll show up, whatever. And I showed up, and she, the birthday girl, didn't come. She she texted me and was like, oh, sorry, like I got caught up at the restaurant. Like I'm not gonna be able to make it. And I was like, okay, so now and like she had sent me the text when I had already arrived and said hello to everyone. I was like, if she had let me know five minutes before this, I could have just turned around and left, but now I'm locked into what would be at least two hours because you don't want to seem rude. And now I'm just hanging out with all of these people that I do not know at all. (laughs) It was so, I was like, Oh man.
0: That being said, do you know what I would give right now to hang out with people that I don't know?
1: <laughs> oh my god! I think we've gone over this a few times. I'm like, there are people I don't like. I want to see. <laughs> like, there are people that annoy me deeply, and I'm like, I'd hang out with them. No, per- like, let's go. Let's just. I just want to have a conversation. <laughs> want to see somebody? Have yeah, them in front absolutely. of me, not have to decide what these these text conversations mean. It's all a nightmare. Okay. Yeah. Anyway, it's
0: not quite Kong Skull Island nightmare where there's uh, bamboo leg spiders piercing your buddies, or uh, you know, but it's uh, it's its own living hell. Uh- <laughs>
1: Absolutely.
0: Uh, anything else you want to say about? Uh, there's, okay, Kong, I have one more Skull. criticism. <laughs> sure.
1: Because, okay, it's not a criticism. I think it's a very funny moment to, to a degree. It's uh, that moment where we have one character. Um, Kind of like the crazy guy. Um, one character and he's like, okay, I'm gonna sacrifice myself. Oh. <laughs> I'm gonna sacrifice myself so everyone else can get away. He then takes two grenades. The group watches him do this, okay? Thus completely erasing any sacrifice, even if it had have worked, okay? Because they literally watch him do it. <laughs> He turns around. They're like, I don't know, 20, 30 feet away from this monster. You guys are next. Get moving. Move. Go. This person's literally sacrificing his life. So you can get away and you're pulling back one guy because he wants to go say, I'm like, this does not not compute. You guys are being bad friends right now. Okay, I'll tell you what, if I sacrificed my life for my friends, and they just stood and watched me die, I'd be super pissed. Oh, I'd be mad. Oh, if I was a ghost, I'd be haunting. Oh, the haunting you would receive. You bastards. How dare they? Oh, I was so mad. Am I wrong?
0: (laughs) I know. I love that as a reason for haunting. Like, it's not like a spurred love or like, uh, you know, uh, a murder most foul. And she wanders the halls at night trying to get retribution. She's like, I sacrificed my life and you guys were ungrateful fucks. Yes.
1: (laughs) They are. There's too many times where these characters just like watch something happen. I'm like, you can't watch something happen on this island. You need to move. Go, let's get a little pep in our people. step team. Yeah. Let's, get, let's get a little sauce in our underpants. Let's go. That's not a saying. It is now. God damn it. Let's get a little sauce in our underpants. Yeah, I mean, oh, it makes God. sense to me. I'd be moving.
0: Fair enough. Uh, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm all tapped out for Kong Skull Island. I think uh, Kong is great. I think... He's the monster in the monster movie, and the movie knows that he's not the monster. So uh, I'm up against the wall there. Yeah, um, yeah uh, so it's time to give our definitive ratings of how good the villain is. What do you got, Rebecca? Oh,
1: okay. So I've got the, um, the no-no place uh, <laughs> scale, basically. The places you don't want to be.
0: Right, okay. Um,
1: so I've got from uh, locked in a kiss with your aunt to uh, buried alive in a coffin— I am. Uh, I'm gonna give our sergeant there a trunk of a car. This is very dangerous. Let everyone out. <laughs> Let them out.
0: <laughs> Let them out. I like that. So I did the uh, geological survey scale. Uh, things that are used during a geological survey. Um so from a uh, theodolite, I think I'm pronouncing that wrong, but that's that thing on the tripod that you see people using when they're surveying. That's what that's called apparently. Uh-huh. I had to look that up. Uh to uh, all the way to dropping fucking bombs on it. <laughs> uh <laughs> I'm going to give King Kong a good uh, aerial survey. Uh cuz it just wants to know what's going on uh and is perfectly harmless as long as you keep your distance.
1: Yeah? yeah good, good old yeah. aerial survey. Fair enough. So
0: that's that's me for King Kong. <laughs> And uh, we'll get to our heroes and villains of the week in a minute. But first, a few ways that you can support the podcast. So this is the end of March. Uh, Guys, big news. We have uh, a merch store, and we've got some really awesome new merch in there. You can check it out at vwrstore.fromsuperheroes.com. We've got a brand new logo, uh, which I think looks awesome. So we've got that one and the classic one up there. As well, uh, we've got cool new designs with a a couple... Uh, cool themes with some villains that we have had fun defending in the past. So there is a Disney one on there. Uh, There is a Creatures one with like the Jaws and uh, Aliens, stuff like that. Um, There's a super villain one. These are really cool designs. Check out our social media for those. Um, And uh, if you have a couple bucks you want to help out with the podcast, uh, you can hit us up at patreon.com slash thevillainwasright.com. Um, we have a bunch of different tiers there. We've got bonus content, including two bonus episodes every month. Uh, every month, I pick one and Rebecca picks one. And we release both uh, within the calendar month. Uh, and all stuff we don't talk about on this podcast. And all stuff where the villain isn't necessarily right. Uh, so you can go and check that one out. And if you just want to get in touch with the
1: podcast... oh, You can always hit us up at VWR Podcast on Twitter villain was right on facebook villain was right at gmail.com if you want to hit us up and also if you want to help us out and you haven't reviewed us before if you're liking the podcast give us a review that's so nice I've seen we've seen a lot of you guys doing that recently and it really helps us kind of you know get new listeners so we really appreciate you doing that um, if you haven't in the past please do that we love you so much and now it is time for our heroes and villains of the week and I've got a I've got a hero this week. I, I'm trying. We're gonna be positive. We're having a positive time. Um, and I just wanted to bring up a movie I watched recently. It's my apps. I like. I'm I'm dying. I'm dying for it. I love it so much. And that is uh, Barb and Star go to Vista Del Mar. And I a lot. I some people have like really heard about it, and some people haven't heard about it at all because it was kind of like a a sneaky release. Like I, I I didn't even know about it until I had at least three comedians tell me they're like, listen, you have to watch this movie. This movie is like a combination of Austin powers and bridesmaids. And I'm like, yeah, giddy up. Okay. And honestly, I would just say that it is the, one of the, not the only movies, but it's been, uh, it's been a really long time since I've watched the same movie twice in one week. I was like, I watched it twice this week. I was like, I love this movie. It's pandemic friendly. it's it's ridiculous, it's silly, it's baby soft, it's fun. Um, I really recommend it. Craig, on the other hand, is has been telling me he's not sure what to think of it. Um, and <laughs> special bonus for our patrons. We are maybe you already know, maybe you've already seen it. We're covering it as a bonus episode. Uh, for this month because I love it so much so that's my that's my hero of the week is just that silly fun comedy that has really lifted my spirits
0: yeah and I'm gonna save my thoughts for the uh, so bonus <laughs> episode there <laughs> rather than tack it on to the end of this one but uh yeah so I've got a villain this week um and my villain is um I'm not gonna name it but it's an unnamed company Okay. An okay. un, unnamed company. And uh, okay. So, Kat, uh, my girlfriend, uh, works in media. And occasionally, uh, companies will try and get preferential coverage by sending samples and whatnot. Oh, right? yeah. Um, so, this company, unsolicited, Uh, sent us like four cases of this sports drink. And I mean four cases. It's like enough if you had a small office (laughs) that everybody could have a couple, right? It's an insane amount of liquid. Uh, Completely unsolicited. They just shipped it to us. So UPS uh, is suddenly knocking at the door And, you know, we're at the point now where we've been getting deliveries or whatever and we just yell thank you through the door and they leave it there and we go and get it. Mm -hmm. So I yell thank you through the door and I'm just sitting there waiting. I'm not ready to get it yet. And then they knock again and the lady from UPS is like, "Uh, you owe something on these packages? Like you have to pay import fees because that's what happens. Like if you get sent something from the (sighs) States... And it's like not under tariffs or whatever. So Kat had to come to the door and paid like $20 in like import fees and tariffs that like UPS or whatever had paid on her behalf. And all of a sudden we just have these four huge crates of these sports drinks. And here's the thing. They're all like coconut water based. And I understand that people like coconut water. I understand that as a thing. But for this this gentleman, Mm -hmm. they taste like the devil's piss. Oh, my (laughs) God. It is. I do not like the taste of (laughs) coconut water. They're like, it tastes like coconut. And I was like, exactly. I don't like it. Um, So we've just got cases and cases of this stuff that we had to pay our own money to get because... They just shipped it to us and I was just like, and we're two people in a two bedroom apartment. So like our whole front hallway is just filled with these cases of these sp- like sports drinks. And I tried one of them and they just taste like Gatorade. So I was like, why do you have the fucking coconut water in it? Like it's, it seems like the worst of both worlds, you know? Yeah. So anyway. what am
1: I going to learn on the 24th one of these that I wouldn't learn on the first you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yes. At what point did I did did I need to know this much about how much how it tastes?
0: Yeah, and I think again they thought if this is an office of like thirty or forty people, this will be like enough that everyone has a couple. And meanwhile, it's like just clogging up our shelves and like our floor space because we have nowhere to put it and can't drink it. So we're we're. I mean, it's not going to go to waste. We're going to find friends to give it to. It all the rest, but like, it's just. Oh, such a such a thing for <laughs> like surprise, <laughs> surprise orders of things. Anyway, that's my villain of the week. Well, that's fair. Know.
1: That's a good villain. <laughs> that would piss me off too bad. Yeah. Anyway, that's it for us guys. Uh, where can people follow you, Craig?
0: Yeah, you can follow me at Craig Fake Comedy on Twitter and Facebook.
1: And as always, you can follow me at Rebecca Reads on any platform of your choosing, of course, except for TikTok because that's a nightmare landscape that i will never understand this is where this is the day i become old everyone this is the day that i firmly decide that i've stopped learning things about the internet anyway <laughs> um guys this is us from uh the villain was right reminding you to never light a hole on fire unless you know what it does <laughs> <laughs>